Okay, ladies and gentlemen, first of all, let me thank you for tuning in for the Heist DLC review. I'm very happy that it has gotten this much listeners so far. Uh, today I'm going to talk about which game is better, Spider-Man, the PS4, or Batman, the Arkham series. So this idea came to me long before, uh, but apparently WatchMojo already did, and I feel they're very, very biased towards Spider-Man for no reason. And, well, I said in my review that Spider-Man has a lot to go until it can actually reach someone as hardworking as Batman in terms of, you know, game quality and stuff like that. I mean... Uh, Rocksteady actually launched this game with a very powerful game on its own right, in its own right. I mean, 93 was its score, 97 was Arkham City, so holy shit. It's, it's just in incomparable. You can't compare them. Uh, Spider-Man has a lot of ways to go. So today I'm going to be comparing Arkham as a series to Spider-Man. Why am I doing this? Basically, you know, some things I can't just compare with only one of the game in the series. Of course, I will tell you which one I choose uh, for basically comparing them and say who reigns supreme altogether. So Arkham has a lot, it has a much tougher job to do because Arkham Knight in some regards is weaker, so it might actually bring the score of the total series lower. First things first, we're going to compare stories. Comparing stories is, well, very easy for me to do right now because, let me tell you, Spider-Man does have a good story, but like I said, it's not a memorable story. It's not iconic story. It's not something that you'll be remembering for a long time. Of course, the connection between uh, Peter and Otto Octavius is something great, but it's not unheard of. We see we see this kind of relationship in Spider-Man 2 as well. So, nothing groundbreaking. Uh, however, I do feel for Peter. I do feel that he's very sad and everything that happened. So, yes, this story was gripping in some ways, but it wasn't totally memorable. And as I said, there are a lot of problems with the story. For example, it doesn't make me feel like I've been Spider-Man for eight years as the game seems to suggest, and some of the things in the story are nonsensical, even though game tries to pass them off as sensical. One of them being that, you know, in the game, you see a lot of bad backpacks across the city, and you later learn that basically it was because Peter won something about invention convention from Fisk, and one of the prizes was unlimited bag supply. First of all, I don't believe any company would keep giving bags to a kid who lost 55 of them. They would just say, get the hell out of here. And I don't believe for a second that they would lie around the city like that. And nobody had a reaction to feeling like, you know, after eight years, that, huh, maybe somebody should grab that bag. That's bullshit to me. And since the side quest and everything is integrated into the story itself, that's a minus. But, however, I see the connection with the characters is really deep. It's really nice. 
but like I said, the story itself is nothing memorable. These side quests, including even J. Jonah Jameson's podcast and everything, is really nice touches to make the story much deeper. With the side quests that, you know, we have to uh, go and save some people from being targeted by snipers, bombs, things like that, that they, it shows that maybe the NYPD does have a little faith in this guy compared to Never, and considering him a vigilante, it's kind of a nice touch that gives you a broader sense of everything that's happening in this world, but it doesn't make it amazing. On the other hand, Arkham series as a whole has always had great stories. Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, to me, are the pinnacle of storytelling for comic book games. They are amazing. There's nothing bad you can say about them. I mean, I first of all, I don't think that Joker as a Titan Joker was a bad choice. I loved it, especially since the Doctor does say in her notes, Dr. Young says that Joker will be a prime candidate for this because he's amazing, you know, the DNA and everything. So yeah, I would have loved to see how Joker turns into this Titan. And when he does it, it was a, you know, curiosity being answered for me. And it was such a great thing to see Joker retain his own mind as opposed to every other Titan and yet being this powerful. This is scary. But I think Roxy handled it terribly. They could have handled it much better, like you know, an actual fight between these guys, except for Joker, you know, going up there and saying and say, "Hey, I'm Joker." That that was stupid. But I think it proved many things, and I loved it. Many people overlook Titan Joker because they think it's ridiculous, especially the boss fight. But I think the character itself was not ridiculous. It was really, really cool. So. That's for Arkham Asylum. Arkham City also has a great story, in my opinion. The very thing that they kill off Joker, that's, that takes guts. Killing Talia, that takes even more guts. And all of that, it was just amazing. And those, those people who are saying Catwoman's story was like behind the paid DLC, no, it wasn't. The day I had my game, I bought it, a physical... Catwoman was a downloadable character. You could have downloaded her. That's it. It never was a paid DLC. For those of you who bought it uh, secondhand or used, yes, for you guys, it was paid DLC. But for everyone who bought new version, at least for me, it never was. So, yeah. Uh, Arkham City's story was amazing. The side quests were beautifully woven into the world of the game and the story itself. They did not interfere at all. And that's what I love about the Arkham series. Arkham Knight, however, I think as good as it was, the story wasn't perfect. It was actually far, far uh, different story than, than a game like Arkham City. Arkham City and Arkham Asylum offered new stories that never had been done. Maybe they were some of them like, like them in the comics, but not this way. Arkham Knight, on the other hand, it could have been much better. Much better. I, en I enjoyed Poison Ivy's Redemption. I uh, somehow enjoyed Arkham Knight. But to be honest, I really everybody knew that this was Jason, especially when in the reveal trailer to the press, 
the first thing he says is old man. The only person who ever called Batman, or Bruce even, old man, was Jason. So yeah, not a good choice. Arkham Knight's story was, on many levels, groundbreaking for Arkham series itself. But on many, many, many levels, it failed to keep that groundbreaking motion going. When we thought Barbara was killed, that was groundbreaking. That actually hit me. When... I, when everybody thought that they would kill a major character because this is the last story, that was supposed to be groundbreaking, but it never went to be groundbreaking. I really wanted a character to die, but nobody died. I'm even sure Bruce didn't die at the end. This is the problem with Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight lost its great writer, Paul Dini. They brought their own group there, and it proved that they are not good writers. Nothing compared to Paul Dini. So as a whole, I'll say that if I'm comparing any of the Arkham series to Spider-Man story, I will choose Arkham over it. Arkham Asylum had a lot of amazing moments and it has become since an iconic story, including Arkham City as well. Maybe Arkham Knight won't fare well in the history of comics as a good story, but the city and asylum, they definitely beat Spider-Man in a terrifying way. They just pummel him down. This is not to say that Spider-Man won't have great stories in the future. I'm saying that right now, Arkham still holds supreme. Next thing we're going to compare is the world of the whole games. The world of New York in Spider-Man is really great. It's a big city. It takes a while for you to get from one point to the other. Cities are lie, they talk to you, there are crimes, people react to you, everything. It's beautiful. It's very well remade, recreated. So, I, I love it. But however, there are some things that it's missing. For example, the size of Central Park, it's not this small. I don't know if it was limitation, software, hardware limitation, I don't know. But I'm inclined to believe that GTA was able to do a full... New York recreation, and nobody seems to talk about it. I don't know why people don't think about this. GTA 4 recreated New York at its best. Brooklyn and everything included. Spider-Man just went with Manhattan, and yet it's missing some things. That's why I have to say that I decrease a lot of points from Spider-Man, because I don't know, it feels like Insomniac just... I don't know, they just degraded for some reason. I really don't know why they would do that. GTA actually made New York. I don't know if I can say that New York in GTA is larger than GTA, in than, sorry, Spider-Man, but to me it felt like it was the greatest recreation they could have ever made. And it was amazing in many, many regards. It had almost everything. And I'm sure it had everything because it's Rockstar. They do their research before they create it. So whatever Insomniac wants to say, I'm not going to accept from them because I'm going to say that we have that one. Now we come to Arkham series. Arkham Asylum was beautifully recreated from the comics into this beautiful game. The whole architecture, goth-style architecture, which fits amazingly with Batman's character, is a sight to behold. Walking through Arkham Asylum or gliding is 
really a treat. It is scary, it is spooky, and that's the point. It's supposed to be. Now, when it comes to Arkham City, same thing applies here. It's an unconventional map. A smaller city inside a city. Somehow like Vatican inside Rome. But this one is basically just cut off from the world. And the whole representation of this world is super amazing. The way it is done and the way you, if you try to get out of the Arkham City, everybody just starts shooting at you. The defenses, that's amazing. The watchtower, the whole infrastructure uh, un underneath the city itself and things like that. That is one hell of a great recreation. Good job. Now we come to the Gotham itself, which was represented in Arkham Knight. Gotham is huge. It is. I don't think it's bigger than Spider-Man's New York. I'm not sure. But it is big, regardless. It's a pretty big map. It are, it's actually three islands connected with bridges. And there's one big statue in the middle on an island. It's a beautiful city. The way it was recreated, it's very nice. It's really good. To me, it seems that maybe Gotham is not... I'm Right now, thinking about it, I'm sure it's not as big as New York from Spider-Man. And that is kind of disappointing. Though, it has to be said, Spider-Man came much later than Arkham Knight. So, this comparison is a little bit unfair. I know. But the thing is, the Gotham that we see in Arkham Knight, even though I think it's really cool, really nice... It just doesn't resonate. I feel like if it was a little bit bigger, it would have been even better. Now, why do I think that? Because the map, I think it's small now, it feels it's a little bit crammed. A lot of things have been crammed into one space. If it was bigger and it had more room to breathe, they would have been amazing. But this is not to say Gotham is a bad city. The recreation they made in the game is wonderful. Everything about it is wonderful. You get to go under, you get to go up. There's actually different parts of the city that you can understand. You know, these guys are Chinatown, these guys are Founders Island and they're rich. These guys are this ones, those are that. There's a lot to be, you know, found in the city. But it needs to be a little bigger so it can just breathe a little bit. I feel like there's too much crammed into it. And maybe the Batmobile doesn't help because it's way too fast for you to actually explore any of this. Maybe the size, just, you know, the scaling needs a little bit work. But I think Gotham is maybe not as fun to explore as New York. Whereas, for example, Arkham City is seriously fun to explore, even though it is gloomy, it is dark, but... It is a beautiful recreation. You love to explore it. So I give this one to Arkham because I think Arkham, not, Arkham City and Arkham Asylum really delivered on the world. Well, I agree that Spider-Man also had great representation of New York. I think we had seen even better ones and that's why I'm not choosing it. Even though I was moving a little bit towards Spider-Man because I actually enjoy Swinging through New York. Now comes the big one. Combat. Combat between these two games. I'd have to say that Spider-Man was pretty much inspired by 
Arkham games. But does it mean it is a copycat? Of course not. It is not a copycat at all. You don't feel like this is a copy from this. You actually feel like it's its own thing, but inspired from Batman Arkham games. Batman Arkham games ushered in a new era of combat. Many games replicated this. Spider-Man was actually one of the first ones to replicate it, not Spider-Man PS4, but Shattered Dimensions. And each of them had their own combat style. That was really amazing. This was something they noted when they made that game. That's why Shattered Dimensions is con uh, considered as one of the best Spider-Man games of all time. Maybe not top 3, but at least top 5. Because that game was actually sweet. Nice to play. Rest of it, yeah, the sequel was terrible. So, the thing was, Arkham made this. With every game, they perfected the free flow fighting. Arkham Asylum had a really great one, but it missed some things that we as players, you know, just could do it. And we thought, like, why isn't this in the game? Like, sliding down? I did it once accidentally by Arkham Asylum. I was thinking, if I'm sliding down, going to these winds, it should just go up. And they did it for Arkham City. Arkham City grew in that combat. And in Arkham Knight, I think one of the things we can all agree is that it's absolutely amazing. Every character you get to play as have their own style. Catwoman, Nightwing, Harley Quinn, Robin... Hell, Joker had his own style in Arkham Asylum. So, I, I don't think I'm out of line to say that the combat from Batman Arkham is supremely superior to Spider-Man because it has, it has been worked on for many, many years. Maybe you think that's unfair, but let me tell you something else. Spider-Man had... Some time to develop, of course, and they also saw Arkham Knight. They could have learned from it. One thing I think Spider-Man didn't learn from Arkham, and maybe they took a page from Arkham Origins, was that it has gadgets that are way too OP. And that maybe Spider-Man had way too many gadgets in this game. I'm not against that, but I'm saying keep it at a size that the next game you can actually have some new innovations come in, something that players want and need. Arkham City had new gadgets, maybe not as many as you might hope, but they were really good, they were really well made, and they were made to work in the combat as well. They really helped you. Maybe I didn't, I don't use, I don't know, freeze blast that much in combat, but sometimes I do, especially if I can just burn and, you know, just use it in the maximum setting, like, you know, freezing some people, it helps. There's a lot of people I can't beat, so I have to freeze them. It's difficult, especially if those have shield. Now, this isn't the next part that I think is important. There are many enemies in Arkham. There are enemies that have the baton, that have the shield, that are huge. These kinds of characters are exactly the same in Spider-Man. Difference being how you beat them. With Batman, you have to actually, you know, stun, go up, hit them from above for those shield ones, Spider-Man goes under. Well, that's his style. I'm not saying it's bad. One thing I have a problem with is that Spider-Man can beat most of these guys with just holding square. Just kick them up, shoot them up, and then hit their asses. 
Of course, not the big guys or the shield, but most of these guys, guns, uh, those who have baton, all of them. You can do this. Now, Arkham has another workaround. You can't do this. Everyone has their own way of being beat. What, what does that mean? That means that, for example, if you have to stun this guy, this stun will not work on this guy. He needs a different one, a different strategy. You have to, you know, jump over him and then hit him. So I, I accept that. That feels really uh, logical and it is a challenge. The next thing I think that Spider-Man doesn't do as well as Arkham is that Spider-Man actually gives you a chance to re, uh, refill your health bar. Batman does not give you that chance. Batman gives you a perfect free-flow combat but expects you to survive based on what knowledge and what skills you have. There is no backseas, there is no extra health, nothing. As much as you can, go ahead, kick the ass. But that's all the health you have. Spider-Man gives you more than enough and there's always an OP thing that gives you three, four, five, six chances to still survive. Web Blossom, when it hits, your full focus bar is just, you know, your focus bar just fills up and you can use it for health. Batman doesn't give you any of the bat. I think Batman's combat is too realistic and it's not a bad thing. It's just scary. How realistic it is. Spider-Man's combat is not realistic. And I don't expect it to be. It's a superhero game with a guy who can shoot webs and has amazing reactions. But you cannot expect me to believe that a guy who had a shield doesn't hold that shield against me anymore. Because simply for one second something happened and now he's just getting his ass kicked. This happens in the game. Sometimes those characters you normally can't hit because they have a weapon, you can hit them. Just throw, I don't know, a grenade in the middle of the pack. All of them suddenly forget that they're holding a baton or a shield. They let you kick their ass as a normal pawn or fuck would get their asses kicked. That's a terrible thing. Combat for Spider-Man needs a lot of work. I'm not sure if this combat will one day be better than Batman. I highly doubt that. But I expect it to come really, really close. As it stands right now, Spider-Man's combat is... It reminds me very much of Arkham Origins. That is not bad, actually. But Arkham Origins' one huge flaw in combat was the OP, seriously OP, one-shot electrical gloves that you got from Electrocutioner. So here, again, I have to give the point to Batman. Sorry, Spidey. Now we come to another thing. Something else that we have to basically just compare and see who does better. So the next one I want to compare between these two is something that I don't think people really... This was actually in Watch Mojo. I'm not actually doing this comparison right now. I'm just saying that it does exist. They compared them by saying who stuck more to the comics. I don't think that's a fair one. I think it's a stupid one. If we're going by that, of course, Batman Arkham wins, hands down. But it doesn't mean that Spider-Man loses. Spider-Man is now part of the Marvel Comics thanks to Spider-Geddon. And that's an amazing thing. But So it means that it is close to the comics. But if we're going by 
origins and stuff like that. I'm just saying that doesn't need to be. Look at Injustice. Does it follow comics? No. It became its own comic. So don't expect it to be like that. That is a stupid thing to compare. Now we are coming to voice acting. I'm not even going to compare. I'm just going to say one, two, three. You know, a couple of words. That's it. Their names. Two names. Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill. Another point for Batman. (laughs) Sorry. I mean, it's unfair doing this, but come on. If a game has Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy in it, I'm, I'm buying it. I'm not even asking what the game is. I'm just buying it. I want to hear these voices all the time. So, another one. Now let's compare some things between these games, which doesn't fall exactly onto this. Features, side missions, things that make this game better than the other game. In terms of saying whose world is much livelier, I definitely go with Spider-Man. Spider-Man gets a point now from me because the world in Spider-Man is much livelier than the world in Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight is full of villains and criminals. That world is not exactly alive in the sense that you would like. Of course, you see a lot of criminals, they want to kick your ass, but that's something normal. Has been this way for Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. They also talk to each other. They have conversations full of Easter eggs. I love that. But if I have to choose between this and a world where people look at me, they want to take picture with me, and I actually see something happen, I definitely go with Spider-Man on this one. I love Batman. But comparing it to Spider-Man, it's a little bit too gloomy. Now we come to missions, side missions. Who wins out? Without a doubt, I think that Batman wins because it has way more experience. And I will hold this against Spider-Man because Spider-Man had the example of Arkham City and Arkham Knight to actually come up with something good. So, yeah, I'm giving another point to Batman. Half a point. Not to be a dick and keep giving points to Batman. Now we come to boss fights. Boss fights in Spider-Man is one of the, in my opinion, is one of the weak points of the game. They are not challenging, they are not difficult, the game wants you to win. For example, when Rhino and Scorpion attack you, Rhino rushes to you, you actually have slow motion ability to just, you know, drop that thing on top of his head. The game's telling you, hey, this is the place, do it. It's not even giving you a chance to do it on your own, like in real time, because I, I, I would have loved to see how real time would have worked, like would I have been able to do this, but the game doesn't give you that chance. The boss fight between you and Doc Ock is a disappointment. It's way too easy. And I don't understand what that suitability was. Resupply? Screw you. I don't need that. Just have web shooters. Web shooters replenish on their own. This resupply is bullshit. If you're talking about web bomb, yeah. I throw one, he's webbed up. But I don't need it. Web shooter is much more uh, better because I have unlimited supply of them for some reason. So this boss fight, in my opinion, was terrible. It didn't have anything that would be considered amazing. This is not to say Arkham haven't had their own, you know, flops in boss fights as well. Joker being one of the prime examples. But, of course, there are many boss fights in Arkham, Arkham series that just stand out. I'm not counting Arkham Knight because it's terrible in terms of boss fights. I'm not counting it because I don't want to talk about it. 
because everyone knows how terrible the boss fights were. So it already has a minus and a negative point there. We're seeing if Arkham Asylum and Arkham City can save it from, you know, making it a draw. Arkham City had Mr. Freeze. That's a huge bonus. Mr. Freeze, especially in New Game Plus or Hard Mode, was genuinely difficult and amazing. Great boss fight. If we are comparing anything else here, boss fight against Penguin required some thinking. And it was kind of satisfying to kick his ass. Against Solomon Grundy, it was really cool. Against Rachel Ghoul, really, really cool. Against, basically, I'm just going to put this one on the table. <laughs> I know it's not fair. I sh probably shouldn't even count Arkham Origins because it's not made by Rock City. But since it is part of Arkham series, and I know it's a take move because so far I haven't counted anything from Arkham Origins here. But I'm just going to say it. Deathstroke versus Batman. That's it. That's, that's the one I was going to use to cheat with. It is still part of Arkham series. Maybe not made by Roxy, but still, it's part of it. So yeah, Deathstroke. Have at it. <laughs> so it seems that Arkham has had more experience. But again, I say this, Spider-Man had time to analyze these games as well. It didn't. It's a disappointment. Why didn't they? Why? There's no reason for them not to. Now comes the stealth part. Stealth, I'm just going to give the point to Batman without any question. Spider-Man does have some stealth uh, gameplay, but it doesn't really feel like stealth. It feels like a 30 till 2 minutes, 30 seconds till 2 minutes waste of time before you actually get into a combat. The stealth sections in Spider-Man are really disappointing. They're nothing to be proud of in any way. I think Batman wins dramatically in this department because it was really well done from the first Arkham game until the end. Now let's talk about something else in the Spider-Man vs. whole Arkham department. But before we do that, so far, Spider-Man has lost to Arkham in every way. It's not fair. I know. I've given all the points so far to Batman. But take a note, Spy Batman started their franchise with 93. They went on with 97. They ended with a measly 85 compared to these guys. But still, it reigned supreme. It ushered in a new era of superhero games. It even made your character lose its clothing and have it damaged. I cannot believe Spider-Man doesn't have this. They should have included this. It should have been fun. I'm not saying Spider-Man is a bad game. I'm saying Spider-Man has many, many good points. And maybe one day, if Insomniac actually works a little bit harder on their next game, it'll be just as great as the Arkham. Knowing Insomniac and how they work, I'll say that they don't want to copy anyone. They want to do their own thing. It's evident. They are kind of a company that always works on their own IPs and things like that. But to be honest, I think Spider-Man went way too big. Many, many gadgets that you won't even use in the game, but they are there for the sake of filling the, filling the slot. Many, many things that should have been held for another game. 
and probably the most problematic one is that they should have just simply said that okay the game takes place two years three years after spider-man came made more sense arkham games came with a bang i from the very first moment you put your uh, you know you grab the controller to control batman and step into the arkham you feel like you have been batman for a long time aside from the huge villain gallery rogues gallery that they're at your disposal the way batman fights and his experiences and the gadgets the characters there it just feels like this is a really really experienced batman i don't know how they did it compared to spider-man i have to say that well batman should have been you know maybe had much more difficult task of doing it but they played their cards really right and well they had jim gordon a little bit older white hair obviously so this means that you know batman has been around for a long time just like the comics we had barbara gordon talking to us we had alfred talking to us as if it was normal and well one of the things with batman is batman doesn't have his suit changed that much it's always the same design spider-man on the other hand he always changes he changes something in his suit sometimes yes the basis is always the same but most of the time you know he just changes it up and it goes with a new one so when i heard that this is eight years and he his suit is still the same and yet he's missing gadgets that he apparently never invented that's why i knew that this is not an eight-year one batman had all of those things he never made any of them anymore he already had them he just forgot to bring them with himself to arkham because he thought this was a just drop off even though i have to hold it against him you're the greatest detective you are known for backup plans with backup plans but still it made me feel like a seasoned batman spider-man has a long ways to go and this spider-man is its own universe and i really like it they're doing their own thing it's really good i support it i want to see a different green goblin a different venom different harry osborn sure i support that but i need it to be authentic i don't want to play the next game and harry speaks to me in a way that doesn't feel like he's been my best friend for a long time and it feels like maybe he's meeting me for the first time this has to be worked on spider-man has a lot of potential Spider-Man as a game, as a comic book game, is, is its infancy. I cannot honestly say that this Spider-Man is the best Spider-Man game. It's not. I think Spider-Man from the PlayStation 1 is still the best one. That's not a good thing, by the way. I believe that this game will one day be the best, or maybe one of the best, superhero games available the reason this game has 80, 87 as its score it's not a bad thing but it speaks really highly of what problems it does have rating comic book games highly it's not a difficult thing but there are a lot of things you should get right and once you do you just have a formula that cannot break it unless you do it yourself arkham city was the arkham assignment formula that was improved upon every single thing and made it the best arkham knight also had that same formula problem was they added a batmobile and destroyed that formula 
but still it held up really well. To that end, I say that Spider-Man does have a great formula, but I think this formula needs a lot of upgrading. It needs to be better. If I gave all of these scores to Batman, they don't mean that necessarily Batman is always the winner. No, I, I did say in the comparison that Spider-Man comes close, but not close enough to win or make it a draw. It needs work, it needs refinement. And I'm really hopeful for the future. I'm hopeful that the next Spider-Man game will be better than this one. And I'm hoping for 93 at least. I know they have it in them. Insomniac is a great company. I just I just wish they do it. They make a great, great game. Game, sorry, game. <laughs> so go ahead, Insomniac. The ball is in your court. I'm saying that if Arkham, we put it at 100, which I think that comfortably it does sit at 100 right now. If uh, Arkham is Mount Everest, you guys are very close to the top. But there is a big, big wall holding you back. Spider-Man 2 does not need a reinvention of the character. We don't need that beginning thing where you know you lose all your gadgets because it doesn't make sense. For Batman Arkham City, it made sense because he was in a place where he couldn't get his gadgets again. For Spider-Man, it doesn't make that sense. He can just go back, grab them again. So you need to improve upon it. Say that, for, okay, for example, this gadget, you guys loved it. We're improving it. We're making it better. We're making it look a little bit different, work a little differently, but it's the same. Work a little bit. In my opinion, Spider-Man has a long road in terms of becoming the best, but it doesn't mean that it will fail. I have faith in Spider-Man. I think that it's really close to do it, but like I said, this is a long road. They have to take the right steps to be much, much closer to achieving that perfection. So good luck to you, Insomniac, and congratulations, Rock City. And I'm really, really curious about if they're making a Superman game or if they're making Batman game again. Just tell us already. I'm really tired of waiting. Thank you for joining us. This was a great chat with you guys, and I'll hope to see you guys later.